the guys. Welcome to episode four of my Raw Jar podcast called No One Gets a Drug Problem When They're Living Their Best Life. And I think I'm going to put part one on the end of that on the website because I don't really know how this is going to go for me, whether um, I'm going to get uh, lost or I'm uh, emotional or, um, yeah, I don't know really. I've not spoken about this um, openly uh, since um, being away from it or not in my um, a drug problem that I had. And so I don't really know how this is going to go, but so I've put part one and we'll just see how we go. Um, like I said, this is about self-therapy for me and this is a part, this was, clearly still is because I'm here talking about it, was a part of my life that um, was a just a a time where being in it, when I was in it, I um, I loved it and I enjoyed it. Um, there, it was deep and dark and um, and and hectic and stupid and um, irresponsible and shit. But <clears throat> um, I have no regrets whatsoever because. What I've learned from that experience and reflecting, I've spoken about reflection before, um, reflecting on it and then giving me, it's given me insight as well into um, what other people go through with, I'm going to say it, addiction. I've never said, I've never said that before. Um, I've, yeah. I, I'm a smoker, a rolly smoker, um, ciggy smoker, and I've I don't I just like I don't like saying the word I'm addicted to cigarettes. It's not like I've got a problem with them, you know, or um, I for some reason the word addict. And I've been smoking for a long time, ciggies, and um, yeah, I I don't know why I haven't been able to say the word addiction, but it is. Um, I feel well before I press record, I Googled the meaning of addiction and the meaning of problem because what I was doing, I was saying what I, with the drug that I was doing, I would say, I ended up saying I, I had a problem with it. It wasn't addiction, I'm not addicted to it because my inter- my interpretation or whatever of addiction is that you cannot go a day without it. So my thoughts were if you have an addiction to something, if you're um, addicted to something, you wake up in the morning, it's the first thing you do and you can't go a day without it. So that was my own personal um, thoughts on what addiction meant. Um, I Googled the meaning of addiction um, and it says a psychological and physical inability to stop consuming a chemical or substance, activity or drug even though it is causing psychological and physical harm. Well, for me, tick. Also, I Googled the definition of, oh, not the definition, the meaning of the word problem, and it says a matter or situation regarded as unwelcome or harmful and needing to be dealt with and overcome, and that is all, that was also me. So, um, yeah, that was a little bit of a, um, just Googling those meanings just before and being like, oh, 
was both of them, but like I think it is such a um, it, it's a word that they are both words. They both have you know um, definitions and meanings, and then it is for the individual to you know interpret into their own lives or own situation as to you know yeah I don't know, um, but yeah. So I um and the the heading of my um this episode saying that no one gets a drug problem when they're living their best life and that is my 100% I back that up for myself I my feelings on um addiction drugs you know this one's going to be about drugs is that if you are living your best life, if you have everything under control, you are mentally strong to, you know, the most that you can, um, physically, you as your own individual, doesn't matter about whether you have the family support, the, um, you know, you're not from a low socioeconomic environment or you've, you've been, the way you've been raised, whatever, all these things contribute. Oh, gosh, I could talk for hours about that. But, like, if... If you're living your best life, I think me living my best life would be completely understanding myself, accepting myself, um, being content with yourself, um, being happy with just being you. It's all about just you. So you're happy enough that you don't need anyone else or anything else to make you happy or happier. Um, And so... I honestly think that I don't, I've never, ever judged, I never, ever would judge anyone who has an addiction, whether it's alcohol, prescription drugs, um, illegal drugs, whether it's, uh, I know, uh, you know, that guy who, well, actually you met a girl back in the day who, Nurofen, no, was it Nurofen or Panine, Fort Codeine? I don't know, but, you know, just something over the counter um, you know, addicted sex addiction. Like, there's so many different um, addictions. Um, you know, it's just like the meaning said. You know, a psychological and physical inability to stop consuming or doing something. Anyway, so I, you know, I've I've spoken as well about how I'm an empath and that I um I like to I don't know people are my thing. Um, well, I, I love people. That's why I did nursing, and I like to listen to what they they have to say. Why they are, just observing people? Why are you saying what you're saying? Why are you behaving the way you're behaving? Why do you talk the way you talk? Like it's so the, it, humans are so interesting to me, and I do believe that. You can't just be like, oh, that guy's fucking drug addict, that drop kick dumb cunt, like you can't, what a piece of shit, you know, or girl, of course, as well. Like, no, you can't, like he's not living his best life or she's not living their best life. Like how could you, how could you judge them like that? How could you say that they're worth less than you are just because of this, you know, no one wakes up in the morning and goes, fuck, do you know what I might do today? I'm going to actually get a fucking addiction to something and fuck my life up. Do you know what that, Yes. That's what I'm going to do. You know, no one does that. No one just, like, comes out of the womb and is like, do you know what I'm going to do in my, um, in my 20s or 30s? I'm going to get a fucking drug addiction and waste all my money and fuck up my relationship and lose all my like, – like, no one does that. No one chooses to go, yep, yeah, definitely my calling is addiction. I'm going to just smash that out of the park and just this is going to be awesome. No one 
fucking no one, well, I don't know, has anyone um, thought like that? And, you know, it's just it's as simple as that. Like some people are, there's a the whole judging thing. I don't know why people judge. I don't. I need to look into that. I don't know why people judge. I, I I understand why people are bullies. Well, I feel like people are bullies because they're just not happy. Like if you're an asshole to someone, even in like in adulthood, if you're an asshole to someone, you are not living your best life because you're not okay with you. You've got some shit you need to sort out. You've got insecurities. You've got this. You got that. You rah You've you know something happened to you. You know when you were growing up and you've got daddy issues, mummy issues, rah rah, and you need to sort that out. Because if you had it sorted out, you wouldn't be a fucking arsehole. That's how I think. I think people are arseholes because they're not living their best life. You only do, you can only ever put any harm on anyone else because you're not living, you're not okay. You're not right. What is right? Oh, God, who knows? But like, and so I wasn't living my best life. I have a good life. On paper, I have a great life. I um, grew up in a wonderful family. I've got wonderful friends. I'm educated. might not sound like it, guys, but I am. Um, I've got a, an incredible professional career. I... Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got my wits about me. I'm pretty, you know, like I'm, I'm sort of normal, in a way, you know, I'm quite very lucky and fortunate. Like how could this person, how could someone like me who is smart, um, has all this stuff going for them, is a people person, likes to talk about feelings, emotions, da-da-da-da, has a great support network, knows my knows to use um, resources that are available. I know how to find resources that are available. If I was going through a hard time with anything, however, I still developed and embraced the shit out of a problem slash addiction. And because you you just can't, you know, certain drugs or whatever, you know, it does not discriminate. There's not just a certain person that um, does a certain drug or, you know, there's a stereotype, there's a broader, um, a sort of more, we say audience uh, more of a the user of whatever drug you know and I think there's certain drugs that's to do with the 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 lower socioeconomic um crew and and but then you look at and then you stop there and you think okay who's living in this lower socioeconomic environment or you know place why are they there what are they like what's their upbringing been like and why 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 like I ask a lot of questions and I like because I like to understand people and because I'm not because I need to know the facts I'm busybody or like you know I just I it's so incredibly interesting learning about the way people do why people do the things they do and I looking back well straight up I wasn't living my best life and that's why I got this problem with this drug and you know to me I, I would only do it on weekends this Oh, looking back and just thinking I was in denial for so long um, 
I only did it on weekends. You know, I didn't do it during the week when I was working. I only worked during four days during the week at that stage. I did my full-time hours in four days. And I didn't do it before work, during work or, you know, during the week. I only did it on the weekend. So therefore, like, I've not got an addiction. I've just, you know, I just like this drug. <clears throat> and then when it was all found out that I was doing what I was doing, then I just called it a problem. Um, I kept this, what I was doing from people and from my part, ultimately it was my partner that I kept it from. I didn't, um, I didn't want him to know. Um, and be- I didn't want him to know because I knew he wouldn't like it. And I knew that he would want me to stop and I didn't want to stop. I loved it. I waited every, like, I just couldn't wait for the weekend to be able to do it again. It was ridiculous. And I would even do it around him and he had no idea. I kind of like this serious voice tone on tonight, don't I? Um, and I got away with it for so long, like six months or something, maybe a bit longer, I don't know. And it was, um, it was, oh gosh, it was so one of my best, so one of my best mates had come to me and said to me in person, um, a chat, her and I just one-on-one had said to me, Hey, look, George, I've heard you're doing a bit of that in your spare time. Like I just sort of want to check up on you and make sure you're right. Cause you know, married because she's she some family members of hers over the years or pr- present. I wasn't. I can't remember. Um, had you know been doing this drug as well and had fucked up the rah rah rah. You know, and <clears throat> she was just checking in. I'm like, yeah, I am fine. Like, yeah, and you have it like on weekends and like you know, I don't even have it every weekend. I don't take a drink. Well, I'm fine, fine, fine. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, okay, Georgia, well done. That was massively this denial. Um like, you know, being able to look back now, I was just so completely in denial about the whole thing. Georgia, you were fucked, mate. Like, that's, you can't just keep doing that every week, every weekend and hiding it from your partner and think that's okay and that you shouldn't be worried about yourself. Like, it's, but, you know, it's nice in, you know, it's okay for me to say like that that now looking back, but at the time you're so involved in it and it is, ev- like, it's basically everything uh, Pardon me. Oh, my God, it's bad. <laughs> but as you know, this is called Raw Draw and I'm not stopping and starting recording again. So, yeah, guys, pardon me. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, That's embarrassing. But anyway, it's more embarrassing the subject I'm talking about, I think. Um. So, yeah, I, my friend came and, and, you know, came to me and said, you know, and then my friend came a little while later and said that had the same friend, no one else, everyone was talking about me, everyone was talking about it apparently, but no one had come to me um, out of care to speak to me. I don't know, blame them, for, you know, sort of thing, but a fact of the situation was that no one, um, everyone, I knew everyone was talking about me and in but it was that one friend who then came to me for a second a, a second occasion to speak to me. Look, you know, what's going on? I know we've had this conversation before. And then once again, I can't remember this time, but I know that I just reassured and reassured that everything's okay. And I said, actually, that's right, I said that I was going to tell my partner that I was doing it. That's right. And I promised her 
that I was going that I yeah I promise you I will tell him but I, let me do this because that's right I must have got a bit serious or something and I said let it is it is my business it is is my business it's my life it's my relationship I want to tell him and not you please give just do not like if I haven't done this by the next time, you know, I see you or give me give me two weeks or something like I said, I remember saying, like, fuck, shut up, George. Like, what a – I'm just like I'm getting embarrassed really even like thinking about how I used to be. But I said to her, give me two weeks and, you know, if I have it in the two weeks or one week, whatever it was, then you can tell him. You know, like, good on you, George, or anyway, just so I could get her off my back basically to just, you know, keep going with it. Um, Then what happened was – um, it was around my birthday <clears throat> and my parents were flying over to um, see me for my birthday, hang out with me for my birthday because I always have shit birthdays. And um, and so they're like, you know, they just wanted to see me. Anyway, so it's the day before my parents get there. It's my birthday and my best mate, my best mate's told my partner and without me knowing and then um anyway don't know about that sort of that those in you know specific details but anyway it was I hated her I fucking hated her how dare you tell him especially the night before my parents um had arrived you know um how dare you um do that and so I am getting emotional but like it turns out that like it was the best thing that she could have ever done for me and I, if it wasn't for her and her love for me and her, you know, she said that she would rather this be out in the open and me get help and lose our friendship and um, it was, it's the most amazing thing that anyone has ever done for me, you know, but at the time I was like, fuck you, how fucking dare you, fuck it, you know, because it's all like it was my business, rah, rah, but Georgie, you needed, she was the only person that um, took it seriously enough, well, I, I don't know, like cared enough, I guess, and her name is Maggie. <laughs> um, hey, Maggie, and like everyone needs a Maggie in their life. Um, that's for sure. And I'm just so thankful. I get, I'm so emotional because I am so thankful um, for her, for um, doing what she did. She stuck. She didn't just let me go, oh, fucking George, I want a piece of shit like, you know, see what happens here, lol. You know, it was, uh, you know, because some friends would come and do it with me and then, um, you know, everyone likes to get on it, it's all good or whatever, but, like, no one, like, it's okay to do it with you, mate, because then you enjoy it, but, like, you think they've got a problem, don't you? So why are you doing it with them? Like, why are you encouraging that? But anyway, rah, rah, rah. Um, so, yeah, I I take my hat off to Maggie because I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Um, I 100% would not be sitting here right now in living my best life. <laughs> If it wasn't for Maggie, and um, and then of course the support that followed after that, but um, it was a big blowout, um, a big blowout with the boyfriend at the or fiance at the time, and you know he sort of made it about him because I lied to him, rah rah rah. It's like oh great support there, mate, but you know I get it, I lied to him, I kept it from him, like he's hurting, not like he's the one with the problem, but anyway, like. 
he struggled with that in his own way. And anyway, I said I was never going to do it again. Of course I did. Of course I fucking said I was never going to do it again. Like I'm going to try and keep this real. and I mean, not keep this real, keep, keep this, keep it going. So whatever I need to say, I'll say it just to make sure that, um, yeah, just like, I just, it was just like, I dismissed it. Like, it's nothing, it's all good. Like, it's probably, yeah, sure, yeah, okay, you know what, yeah, but it's, like, I'm fine, all right, I just won't do it. Like, I don't need it. I only have it on weekends. It's not like, I have it every day. Like, I still go to work, all right, you know, once again, trying to make myself feel okay, better about this actual really shit situation I wasn't ready to accept or, you know, and, and the whole being in denial thing. Um, And so... I said, yeah, I won't do it again. And then I was like, wow, that's once the anger and stuff about my mate. Um, I disowned her as a friend. I've changed my Facebook. Oh, I was so hectic. I literally didn't want anything to do with her. And and I, like, changed my Facebook. I didn't want to have anything to do with certain oh, – I was just, oh, so stupid. And um, blah, blah, but carry on, George, you know, Jesus. But um, anyway, time went on. And I um, started doing it again. I'm having a cigarette. I knew I'd have a cigarette with this episode. Just <laughs> indulging in an addiction whilst talking about one. Go me. Um, anyway, um, yeah, it's kind of, this time. This time of my that that time of my life was kind of a blur because I know that I like you know he. I, I promise I won't do it again, rah, rah, and then I did. I don't know how long after the promise of won't doing it again I did, probably the next, that weekend. Um, and I would have changed some sort of behaviours, I reckon, like um, maybe would have made an effort to see friends more. No, that wouldn't have happened because I was, like, hating everyone. <laughs> I don't know. Like I would have, I know, I you know, I would have I would have tried to in, um, in, ensure my partner that I was not doing it anymore and my mum and dad because my mum my and dad were there and it all came out and I spoke to them about it and everything and I do talk to my parents about everything so they know that it was going on and da 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 and you know but they believed what I said they had faith in me they believed in when I said no it's like it's fine yep you know like I don't need it da, 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 da. um and um yeah so then and anyway then I started doing it again and I remember I was at work one day and my partner was at work and he messaged me um, something as simple as, are you doing it again or have you done it since you last said you wouldn't? And I was like, shit, I'm fucked. I just said, yes, I have. Like there was no more lying, no more um, keeping it. It just straight up um, asked me and I straight up, I, I said, yes. Like it's not beat around and play silly buggers anymore. Like, just be honest, Georgia. I must have had this time. I must have been in a moment of I know I've I've had my time. I know I'm done. Like I can't do this anymore. And I was at work one day, and I was doing. I did um, a, a doctor that I was working with just just was like looking at me, and I looked up, and she said to me, Georgia, are you okay, darling? And I just lost it. I just ball. I started bawling my eyes out. You know when someone. You, something's on your mind but then someone that you you know you're trying to keep it together because you don't want to you know be upset in front of people and then someone says oh you're okay and you just lose it because like if your mum asks you if you're okay one of your best friends says you're okay you're like oh, don't ask me if I'm okay kind of thing and I, I just lost it I bored and I bored and um because I was exhausted I'd had enough of trying to fight this of trying to, the lies like me lying everything that came with this 
I was so tired of it all emotionally, so emotionally and physically drained from the whole ordeal that it was just enough was enough and I broke down and um, I ended up, I remember after work I went to the pub um, on the way home for a pint and that doctor called me and she's like, Georgie, let's talk about this. And I said, I'm fucked. I said, I'm, I'm fucked. I, I'm in a situation and I need to get out of it and I don't know what to do. And, um, and so I was talking to my partner. Um, and so I have a lot to thank that doctor for, and we're still, we're very good friends. We're good friends. Um, and, I have a lot to thank her for as well. It's two beautiful women in my life. Um, her name's Charlotte. Um, and, yeah, so I remember, I can't remember that conversation, but, you know, talking to my um, partner at the time about it and I said, I've got to go home. I can't, I've got to, it's too easy here. I had like a drug dealer had my bank card. It was that, that's how easy and set up I was. A drug dealer had my bank card and all I needed to do was like flick a text, yet no drums to be in the letterbox when I got home. It was so easy, too easy. And I knew that if, even if I got a, a new phone number and, you know, deleted certain, you know, their phone numbers or apps or whatever, then I could, look, I just, it's not, it's not hard. You know, it is, it is almost as easy as going, like, no, it's not as easy as like going to buy alcohol from Bottle Shop, but like, it was it was so available and so it's just not fucking hard, hey. So I was like, I can't live this life. I need to go home. I need to tell work. I need to um, I need to get out of here, even if it's just for a bit. To anyway, so I, that was my um, my partner and my um, decision. Like, I need to go home. And so what I wanted to happen was, I called my boss and I said, I need to talk to you about something that's going on with me, and I, and I'm bringing my partner with me because I need his support and um, and he wants to be there for support and to talk to you about something that is very personal and what's going on. And my work were amazing. They were from the first day I started working there to the day I left and still now, like the support from them is so unbelievably amazing. And I went in, I like just had to like pull my shit together and do it the right way. And I went in and I spoke to the manager and the director and just sat there and I said, this is what's going on with me. And I'm not doing it during the week. I don't do it, you know, before work, whatever, but it has got a fucking hold of me and I need to go. I need to go back home. And so they, um, they let me have three months leave without pay. Usually it's only one, I think, but they wanted me back. They thought, cause they all knew I was living away from home and they all knew that, um, you know, she just needs some time at home with her family and just to regroup. And then, you know, cause my job was still open for me to come back to. And then it just so happened that when we, when I, when I came home, I, we just decided to buy a house and stay. And so I did never go back to work over there, but they would have opened, They just, their arms were open just for me to come back. Like I was a good worker. I was very sought after in my job. I had permanent, you know, doctors I worked with and stuff and because they wanted me to work with them, like I was good at my job. And so, and I was a great person and they thought I was fat. And so, of course, they're going to, open, you know, keep my job open for me because I've come to them and just said, look, I'm going through some shit. I've got to go. And t- I told them exactly what I was doing, by the way. I said what drug I was doing and everything. Um, you know, you could probably got a good idea from me right now. I'm pretty much an open book. Um, and yeah, I, um, 
Um, oh, I've just read that you can record for 30 minutes max and I'm on 27 minutes and 58 seconds. So this is going to have to be wrapped up for part one of no one gets a drug problem when they're living their best life. Um, till next time, guys, thanks for listening. Um, looking forward to doing part two, actually. Happy weekend.